Just gone 6.30 on SFM 104-107. This is South Africa's news and information leader. We've got lots of news for you tonight, including some great golf that is happening. The U.S. Masters gets underway. The year, year's first major. Also some football news coming up tonight. Chiefs taking on Amazulu. Big top versus bottom clash. We're going to be talking about that on the show tonight as well. Huge implications for the uh, outcome of who is relegated and ultimately who becomes league champion. Big, big. Big stories indeed. Uh, we're also going to be uh, finding out what's happening with uh, Orlando Pirates. They continue to impress on the continent. They are a side that is, uh, for South Africans at least, <laughs> left in continental club competition. But since we last spoke, the uh, tragic and untimely passing of Richard Nyagani, the uh, former Bafana Bafana striker, just so sad. His brother, Joseph, uh, who uh, they, when they um, actually used to play under Mangonated Golden Arrows, they were uh, MTNA champions back in 2008 when Sebong when he was part of that side. Um, it's just unbelievable that uh, Joseph Inyagani would uh, pass away a couple of months ago and then Richard would lose his life uh, just uh, at the right at the end of this uh, Easter weekend. So it really has been tragic for the Inyagani family in recent months. So that said, um, he was the last player to have scored a, a hat-trick against uh, major side Kaiser Chiefs, domestically that is. And, uh, of course, last night, Orlando Pirates got uh, a hat-trick scored against them, courtesy of Platinum Stars, Mokkulori Ngele. So great to see Ngele back to his very best. That's it. Let's get into some sports news now. Start off with golf, the uh, first major of the year underway. Charlie Hoffman leading on five under par after an opening round 67 during the first round of the hotly anticipated U.S. Masters at Augusta National in Georgia. World number one Rory McIlroy will be looking to enter the history books as the sixth golfer to complete a career grand slam of the four majors. Of the South African golfers, only T of Tito, uh, two of Tito is yet Charles Schwartzel is uh, one under through six, Trevor Umman two over through four, the 2008 champion. Ernie else, Louis Wurst isn't set to tee off in the next few minutes, while Brandon Grace will tee off as South African time, just before half past seven. Football news, there's less than half an hour to kick off for tonight's crucial top versus bottom map supremacy clash between Kaiser Chiefs and Amazulu. That's at the uh, Peter Mukaba Stadium. Chiefs are chasing league uh, honours as they sport a seven-point lead over second-place title holders Mamalodi Sundowns, who drew one all with Black Aces last night, with Six games left in the season. Usutu are fighting relegation. They prop up the table despite being unbeaten in their last five outings, which includes three victories. Meanwhile, two on-form Premier Division clubs, Bidvestwitz and Ajax Cape Town, will face off at the Athlone Stadium in the opening match of the 2015 Nedbank Cup quarterfinals at 8pm tomorrow night. Staying with football news, Bafana Bafana have dropped five places to 60th in the latest FIFA rankings and slipped down one place to 16th in Africa. Following the group stage exit at AFCON 2015, Sheikh Mashaba's men were involved in uh, two recent friendlies, beating Swaziland 3-1 while sharing the spoils with Nigeria in a one-all draw. Algeria have slipped out of the world's top 20, but remain the top side on the continent, with Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana rounding out the top three. Germany are at the summit of the standings, with Argentina in second, while Belgium take over from Colombia in third. Uh, let's focus on athletics now. Uh, down to the South African Junior Athletics Championships in Bloemfontein is Manfred Seidler, and he's got the details. Hi, man. What, what happened? Good evening, uh, Dwayne. Yeah, it's uh, looking pretty good already. We've got uh, four young athletes who've set uh, who've broken previous uh, South African records in the youth. It first was in the youth gold in the 5,000-meter walk. Mizan Falyun and Melandri Stafford both breaking the previous record of 25 minutes, 50.20 seconds, in fact, whoppingly breaking it. Um, Mizan Falyun clocking 24, 24 minutes, 39.10 seconds, and Melandri Stafford 24, 48, 21. They also, incidentally, qualify for the World 
World Youth Championships that are happening in Cali, Colombia from the 15th to the 19th of July. The qualifications then there was 25 minutes and 20 seconds, so uh, really, really good uh, result for those two ladies. And the other record came in the Youth Girls Hammer Throw, where... Uh, uh, two young ladies by the name of Margaret Cumming and Marina Khalem each betted the previous mark, which stood at uh, just over 57 meters. In fact, 57.45. They went 58.19 meters and 58 meters on the dot. So some good results there, but also looking ahead to some of the other results that came through. A number of athletes have booked their tickets, so to speak, to the World Youth Championships in Cali, uh, Colombia, as I said. Uh, Sandilia Mshlangeni in the 100 meter boys. It clocked a time of 10.86 seconds. The qualification standard was 10.90. Lorna Skitter in the, in the girls' 400 meters, and then three young men in the uh, 400 meter boys, all going under the 49.45 seconds required to go to Cali in Colombia. That was Jan Niva, Dwayne Trollope, and Abongili in Kumankamani. And still to come then tonight, some really big 100-meter semifinals. Look out for Kyle Apple. He's in the youth 100-meter semifinals, looking really good. Had a fantastic provincial championships. And really is more of a 2-meter athlete, so to see what comes there. And then a real good high jump competition. The young man from Western Province, Brayton Poole, not to be confused with Brayton Poole. So Brayton Poole jumped 1.97 meters and almost equaled his best there. So uh, a fantastic performance so far by the Western Province athletes. Still lots more to come over the next two days. Manfred Seidler for SFM Sport. Thank you, Manfred. Uh, lots happening, certainly great positives. Cricket news, I can tell you quickly, the uh, Delhi Daredevils are 20 for 2 in reply to the Chennai Super Kings 150 for 7 in their uh, IPL tie. That's your sports news. This show is proudly brought to you by MTN Data Bundles. MTN, there's a data bundle for everyone. CSL Radio Show. SFM 104 to 107. Well, Orlando Pirates and Platinum Stars playing to a rather entertaining field draw in the Absa Premiership at uh, Orlando Stadium last night. Uh, one man did steal the show, but we're chatting to the uh, opposition coach and Eric Tinkler, the Orlando Pirates uh, man in charge. Eric, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening to you and your listeners. Let's just start off there. Mokuloding Ele scores a hat-trick against Orlando Pirates. I mean, you're still a footballer. Could you at least appreciate the quality of his hat-trick? No, definitely. You know, all three goals were fantastic goals, but obviously entertaining for the fans, but not entertaining <laughs> for me. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, uh, just a little annoyed, I suppose, at the at the outcome. That said, I mean, you still managed to uh, score three goals of your own. That must be at least pleasing to, to to be hitting the back of the net consistently. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think we we can see that there's a good fighting spirit in the team. You know. It's that never-say-die attitude that we, we have again at the club, which has always been very important. But at the same time, you know, disappointed because we knew that Sengele would always be a threat. You know, he scored against us in the past from from a set piece and also from, from shooting from outside the box. And it was important that, you know, we didn't allow him to do that. And unfortunately, that didn't happen in the game. So, you know, that that... Tactical discipline is vitally important that the players also show that. Yeah, I, I suppose you could, you could also sum it up in a sense. Once again, though, you dominated the opening exchanges, didn't take advantage of it, then found yourselves trailing the game after the, 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 the splendid Ngele opener. Uh, great character to come back, but it's, it's, it's something we've seen before, Eric, uh, where, you, where you don't take full advantage of those opening exchanges that you tend to dominate. Yeah, exactly. You know, we had one or two chances right at the beginning that I can remember in the game. We had some great chances to really take the lead. 
And, uh, you know, we ended up getting punished for, for our mistakes, you know, not taking those chances. Um, in past matches, if I go back to the beginning of the season when we did, uh, create many chances and, and then we, we, we lose the lead, uh, the guys used to drop their head, but now at least you see a, a, a far better reaction from the players and, and that willingness to now really fight and, and, and look to get themselves back into the game, you know. I, I try to tell the players uh, before the game that it's important we start on the right foot, that we we try and create the first chance, get the first corner, win the first tackle, to start off in a, in a positive frame of mind. And, you know, I don't think that really happened having it Blackman Stars. I thought the first 30 minutes they were better than us. They, they were quicker than us. They put us under a lot more pressure than what we did against them. And we only really reacted after conceding the goal that, that we started to really play our game. Speaking of reactions, I mean, uh, obviously disappointed that you went down trailing. Then uh, then you find an equaliser uh, in the 45th minute of the opening half and suddenly uh, you, you saw yes. that sense of relief. You must have been planning your, your change room talk and then Ngele steps up, steps up in ahead of time and gives Platinum Stars the lead. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you go through emotionally in minutes like that leading up to a break and, and what did you end up saying as a result to your players at half-time? No, obviously, you know, as coaches, we always talk about the worst thing that can happen is conceding a goal in the dying minutes of the game, uh, you know, at the end of the first half, because, you know, the players' morale drops and they come into the change room with their heads down. And that was my, my first fear that they would come into the changing room feeling that way, but they didn't. They came in the changing room still very positive. We, we rectified the errors from, from the first half and, uh, and I said it was very important for us to start the second half very strong and try and get an early goal because then we would be back in the game and, and we could turn the results around. And, and we done that. You know, we scored in the first two minutes of the second half, which basically opened the game again for ourselves. And, uh, you know, but, but, but again, you know, it's those tactical mistakes that, that we make, you know, that, that discipline needs, needs to get better and, and, you know, give me less headaches. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, headaches though, Eric, uh, Brighton and Klongo, uh took a, a big knock yesterday, collision with uh, Mabena, I think it was. Uh, what's the situation there and how, how long term is it? No, believe it or not, it's actually, he's not out because of the knock. Oh, yeah, um, he actually dislocated his finger uh, in, in, in the strike that Meringele um, actually took the first shot at goal. Oh, he got nice. his goal. Brighton actually dislocated his finger there trying to make the save. And and he started to real really feel the pain at half time and then I was advised by the doctor that we should take him off and, and that's what we done. Okay. Yeah, all you need to do is take one look at uh, your old pal Roger Lassar's fingers to know the goalkeepers uh, tend to have some rather interesting yeah, hands. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Eric, just talking about something that I think is, is hugely positive, though. You, you're the one remaining South African team in the Continental Club competition, uh, advancing past uh, Uganda Revenue Authority. Uh, I know it's not the premier continental club competition anymore, but you know, are you looking at this as another opportunity to perhaps claim some continental silverware like Al-Ahli did last year when they were knocked out of the Champions League went uh, yeah. aimed to win the, the Confed Cup and they went on and did it yeah exactly I think you know the club has never won this, this competition and you know and I know the chairman would love us to, to actually achieve that by winning this competition so we're taking this competition very very serious 
But, you know, I'm not looking that far ahead right now. I'm just looking at the next game against uh, Munana FC of oh, Gabon. Yeah. yeah, we play them uh, in our next uh, qualifier. And, uh, you know, it's vital that we get past them and then we've got another qualifier just to get into the group stage. So there's still a long way to go in this competition. So I don't want to, you know, look too far ahead right now. What's vitally important, we take game by game. Uh, try and get as much information as we possibly can against the opposition that we're going to play. You know, this team of Manana, they're a bit of an unknown team. They're a very young team. Mm-hmm. You know, they've only existed for seven years, I believe. And, uh, you know, to, to actually get information on them has been quite difficult. You hear the result that they, they got against Power Dynamos when they won 4 0 at home and then 3 3 0 away from home. So <laughs> that's a bit of a difficult one to try and figure out. So, you know, as long as we, we, we remain focused and, and the players, you know, they, they themselves want to go far in this competition. They enjoy the experience from the, the Champions League and, and that's where they want to be. And, and, you know, there's going as far as possible in this competition. You, you, you'll find yourselves coming up against those teams that obviously come out of the Champions League, the likes of Alakli and, and Zamalek and Esperance and, and those are the teams you want to be playing against. Fair enough. Well, you've got the squad to do it. You've got some thoroughly experienced individuals. You yourself, of course, uh, uh, experienced this as assistant coach and indeed head coach. But best of luck against Munana and best of luck next week against Wits as well. Thank you very much. Good day, sir. Welcome to Inkton. Hi. Can I have a one gig data bundle, please? Sure. One second, sir. Watch now as I turn your one gigabyte into two gigabytes right before your very eyes. Data! Buy a one gigabyte MTN data bundle in store or dial star one four one star two star triple nine hash and get an extra one gigabyte free. MTN data bundles. There's a bundle for everyone. T's and C's apply. MTN. Everywhere you go. TSL Radio Show. It's FM 104 to 107. Let's uh, talk a little bit of the Nedbank Cup now. The first of the Nedbank Cup quarterfinals uh, starts tomorrow, Cape Town, Friday night. It's Ajax Cape Town hosting Bitvest Bits in uh, what looks to be a really tough game to call at the uh, Athlone Stadium. We've got the coach of the visiting team, Bitvest Bits, on the line. Gavin, uh, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Yeah, thanks, man. How are you doing, man? Okay. Uh, good, thank you. you. You must be excited, not only about the football, but of course uh, the first golf major of the year. I know you're a huge fan of the sport. Are you going to sneak in some yeah, masters? Well, I was glued to the TV last night, even on the Part 3 contest. You know, it was brilliant. I mean, just looking at the old legends like Gary and Jack. And Jack making the only one last night. First one in so many years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just fantastic. That was unbelievable indeed. It's, and Trevor Immelman, of course, hasn't done anything since 2008, but also found a hole in one at the fifth in the Part 3 contest. But uh, let's talk... Let's, let's talk football now. You're heading down to Cape Town. Uh, big tie against uh, Roger Vassar's Ajax Cape Town tomorrow. A very erratic side in, in recent times. I mean, you smashed four past them the last time you played earlier this uh, season, but they scored three in just the last 15 minutes against you when you met the f- for the first time this season. I mean, how do you plan for a team whose results are as erratic as Ajax Cape Town's? Uh, it's pretty easy because, I mean, they're a totally different side at home, you know, um, I mean, the way record's not very good, but certainly at home, they're a different side altogether. I mean, I know growing up here that, uh, you know, the Cape Sides are like that. They're very good at home, especially Friday nights, and, you know, it's a little bit wet and dewy, and, uh, you know, it's the ball the pitch is certainly much quicker, you know, the ball is moving a lot quicker, and they're, they're very direct, and it certainly won't be easy for us tomorrow now. 
In terms of uh, the Astro Stadium itself, uh, I mean, it's, it is completely different. You talk about the conditions, but if the wind picks up and uh, perhaps a little rain starts to come down, Astro Stadium is a, is a bit of a nightmare compared to something, say, like the uh, Cape Town Stadium. Have you had to factor all that into your preparation ahead of uh, tomorrow's tie? Yeah, look, I mean, um, that certainly is a, is a stadium that gets fixed with elements much more than sort of Cape Town Stadium. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, uh, it's predicted rain tomorrow down here anyway. So, um, you know, we'll have to just play it by ear and see what, what, what the conditions are like tomorrow. And then just, you know, take it from there. Certainly, you know, you're not going in there with any... We're going to do this and that. We have to play to the conditions. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, fair enough. Can I just talk about your playing personnel? Bushim Konazem, I mean, he's, he's been out for uh, for a little while with injury. Uh, you took him along in the match they scored to Pulukwane in the uh, last league game you played. You didn't actually uh, risk him out on the pitch. Um, is he going to be back as, as part of the squad? Because he's, he's a player who's particularly influential when he does get to play for you. Yeah, yeah, no, he'll start he's starting tomorrow, so that's a big plus for us. But then, we, you know, as always in football, when you get the pluses, you always get a lot of minuses. We got a few out as well, which is a big blow to us. But I mean, you know, at this time of the season, you have to try and rotate your squad as best you can, and um, and you know, we're going to try and use and be clever with what we do with it. But we have got one or two out here. Yeah, you, you, you've been somebody who's also willing to risk your fringe players, uh, give them a chance in certain matches. I know in the uh, CAF Confederations Cup, you tried out a lot of the younger yeah. players. Uh, any yeah. any any promise and any depth coming through there for you? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm doing really proud of where the club is. I mean, we've used the most youth development players in the whole league, uh, you know, this season. I mean, so that's something that's a failure in our cap. And, uh, and obviously, you know, but at the end of the day, we, we've got to be successful. You can't just be, you know, giving young players a chance if they're not coming through. You know, we had uh, last year, Shangasi come through, Tabokos come through. You know, tomorrow night, you'll have at least two or three of them on the bench, uh, certainly maybe one starting um, from the youth, you know. Certainly. So that's... Uh, I mean, this year we've already given seven their debuts, so that's a lot for any club from the own youth development, which is good, you know. Indeed, among them Liam Jordan, a lot of uh, a lot of yeah. media coverage, uh, owing to his father's yeah. reputation, of course. Well, uh, he'll be a top player. I said it from day one when I saw him last year, he'll be a top player. He's a player that'll play in Europe, you know, he's too good for this league, so he'll play in Europe, there's no doubt about it. Kevin, is your focus now on, on winning this Nedbank Cup now that your your chances of winning the league, although academically possible, are, yeah, are realistically gone? Yeah, the, the league is the league is gone. I mean, we're just going to try and play for a, a good finish, and you know, a second or third will be good for us. Um, you know, if we can get a Champions League spot, but I think Sundowns, you know, Sundowns got the best squad for me in the country. Uh, you know, they should be winning the league by far. Um, so for us to catch them is going to be tough, even though we beat them a couple of weeks ago. But consistency is what, what counts. And they, you know, they certainly score goals. And they have a good, good, lot of good players, and they can call a lot of good players. So that's going to be tougher. So the net bank really, realistically, is, is certainly, you know, uh, really need to aim and uh, certainly. But we'll put all our energy into every game. There's only a couple of games left, so we'll see how we go. Kevin, just in terms of uh, cup competitions, though, it's, it's not an area where uh, Bitvis Fitz as a club has necessarily shown a great deal of promise all the time. There have been some up and down results. Uh, you squeaked through on penalties in the, the opening round against Free State Stars in this Nedbank Cup. Much better performance in the second round, of course, against uh, University of Pretoria. But, uh, you know, Nedbank Cup seems to have treated you well, uh, both in your last season at Sixport United, but, uh, your first season at Vitz, you were through to the final. Is this, is this your cup competition? Um, I've been in, I've been in the last three finals the last three years. Uh, lost two, so that's not great. Uh, one and one, and then I've I was in the cup final. This one, I've had five cup finals. I don't know, I can't remember. I'm getting old, right? 
Um, yeah, so, Swallows, uh, Epsa Cup, it was back then, yeah. yeah. Oh, Swallow, yeah, it wasn't it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it? So, you know, players being good to me, because any, any, any to win anything is, is always good, uh, and this is always the toughest one, because it's a, it's a, it's a draw that comes out of all left and right and all over the show. It's not like your telecoms and the TV is a bit, and so this is a tough, tough uh, competition, because you can draw, but I've always said, the, the, the beauty of this competition is the draw. And, you know, I expect you're going to be big favourites because the draw suits them, there's no doubt about that. You know? So we get our backs against the wall here tomorrow. That's for sure. Fair enough. Uh, we don't want to talk about that I, uh, that, uh, that, that Swallows final, the Absa Cup final of 2004. It's giving away our age here. I think Frank Skuman was still playing. He captained the Manning Rangers side that day when you when you managed to beat them, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I remember I was, we won all down in two minutes, so I wasn't very really happy. Yeah, <laughs> you went on to win 3 1, eh? 3 1, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All good. Won, that's right, yeah. Listen, Gavin, best of luck against uh, Ice Cape Town tomorrow, and certainly enjoy your uh, your viewing of the US Masters. Okay, mate, all the best, mate. Sure, yeah. Bye bye. PSL Radio well, less than uh, half an hour to kick off, Lady. Tonight's crucial uh, top versus bottom apps, the Premiership tie. It's Kaiser Chiefs, log leaders up against bottom of the log, Amazulu at the Peter Mugabe Stadium. And to talk more about this uh, match, crucial tie that it is, is football editor of uh, Citizen, uh, John T. Mark. John T., thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. What a tie it's turning out to be. Top versus bottom, but uh, you wouldn't suggest it from the way the, uh, the teams have been playing recently. I think Amazulu, they, they, they've got the second longest unbeaten run in the league right now, second only to Pirates. Yeah, no, they've done brilliantly under Steve Barker. He's really turned it around there, and they're really looking, uh, you know, like they have a real chance now of, of surviving relegation. I think they're just two points from second bottom, and at some point they were miles behind. So it's, it's been a brilliant turnaround, as you say. And Chiefs have been struggling a bit. Um, they knocked out of the Champions League on the weekend as well. Knocked out of the Ned Bank Cup. Should still win the league, especially after Sundown slipped up against Aces last night. Um, but you just never know, um, and they, this is a game they really will will want to win to get themselves back on track. Yeah, fair enough. John T, I mean, Amazulu, that, uh, that run of theirs, as you mentioned, under Steve Barker has been impressive. I mean, I think they collected nine points in the first 19 matches. He's brought them 11 points, more than double that uh, their, their, their season tally until then in the last five games. But uh, is, it, is it now a case of too little too late, or do you actually believe this is a side that's going to survive relegation, regardless of tonight's result? Um, I think they might. I mean, it's, I, don't think, I don't think it's too little too late in the sense that they've just about timed it just in time. I mean, they've left it certainly a little bit late, um, but they, they are there and thereabouts, two points off uh, second bottom, and with every chance of, of overtaking the likes of Swallows um, and um, you know the sides above them, Free State Stars also struggling a bit down there, So uh, who they beat on uh, in their most recent game, Amazuli. So, you know, they've got every chance of, of climbing up um, and... Yeah, they've hit some form. Uh, I think tonight they might find it a bit too much against Chiefs in Polokwane, but, um, you know, and I think they've got Bongi and Tuli out suspended still, and he's been fantastic for them, so I think they'll miss him. But And Goodman Domini, I think, is also suspended. So it's a couple of key players out. Um, but, you know, you never know, but uh, I, I think that this this one they won't win, but I do actually think they'll they'll ultimately survive. Yeah, speaking of uh, injury concerns, uh, you were the man, I think, that broke the story. Your uh, your, your uh, production about Morgan Gould, who's going to be out for some time for uh, Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, unbelievably unfortunate for Morgan Gould. He's torn his Achilles tendon again. Uh, I think he did it last season as well, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And uh, missed the, he also missed, uh, or it was the season before, because he missed the 2013 AFCON 
with an injury. He missed the 2010 World Cup with a different injury. Um, so he's been very unlucky in terms of injuries and missing out on big tournaments. And again, he's 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 done the same Achilles, I think, which uh, you know will rule him out definitely for the rest of the season. And uh, you know, it's, it's bad news for Chiefs in the sense that probably Matoho and Mashamaite are their regular central defenders. But um, you know, now they've they're really short on cover in that position if one of those two gets injured. Let's talk about goal scoring. Kaiser Chiefs, they really have been struggling to find the back of the opposition net since Kingston and Gata left, uh, what's it, four matches in which they've actually failed to score a goal at all, which is completely unlike uh, where they were headed leading up to the Christmas and Africa Cup of Nations break. But where are the goals going to come from now? Well, you know, I mean, you talk about Kingston and Carter. I think Kingston and Carter scored two goals before he left Chiefs. He did, but how many did he create? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It wasn't so much that he scored goals. It was his value to the team. And perhaps Chiefs fans didn't appreciate that. Well, certainly the section that booed him during matches, I'm sure there were plenty of Chiefs fans who did appreciate it and probably appreciate it more now that he's gone and Chiefs are really struggling to hit the back of the net. Um, You know, they've got Bernard Parker, they've got David Zulu who's come in, but he's not really, doesn't seem to be a favourite of Baxter who who never really picks him and, uh, but there they are, so they are definitely struggling in front of goal and it's, at the moment it's a little bit difficult to tell who is going to break that and who, I mean they did beat Swallows 3-0 recently, so they have, uh, I think they have, uh, you know, um, provided some goals in the ABSA Premiership of late, but they certainly need to pick it up. as in their last few games. Jonty, in terms of uh, Kaiser Chiefs uh, obviously being chased down by Mamalodi Sundowns, what do you think last night's results, where Sundowns failed to get uh, full points to Black Aces, what do you think that did psychologically for a Chiefs side that really has been looking over its shoulder for the past few weeks? Uh, I think it'll give them a boost, um, provided obviously that they don't... uh, Slip up against Damazulu. I think um, you know. Certainly, going into this game, it gives them a, it gives them a great boost um, in the terms of the fact that they know if they, you know, if they win this game, it puts a, a really I think a ten point gap between them and Sundowns, which uh, looks pretty unassailable. Um, so yeah, it'll give them a boost, but they still have to go out and do the job in Polokwane. They still have to finish off Amazulu, and as we say, Amazulu have been on the rise of late. So there's no guarantee Chiefs will win, but I do think. They'll have a bit too much, and I do think that they'll um, eventually win the league. Although, you know, I, I, I thought they'd wrapped it up when Christmas came. To be mm. honest, they had such a massive lead over Sundowns, but then they they have rather fallen apart a bit this year. Haven't been scoring, as we said. Defence perhaps hasn't been as reliable as it was in the first part of the season. And uh, yeah, and I think they'll they'll be disappointed to have been knocked out of the Nedbank Cup and the Champions League as well. Um, but certainly, I, don't, I, I think their season would have been a success if they if they end up with the league title, as they probably will. Probably will indeed. Uh, Jonty Mark, thank you very much for your insights and opinions, Mr. Citizen Football Editor. Thank you, Dwayne. CSL Radio Show. Three minutes to seven on SFM 104-107. Let's talk uh, more Nedbank Cup now. We've got uh, Supersport United, a side that's going to be taking on a very uh, dangerous Le Mans Golden Arrow side, now coached by the uh, former Bafana Bafana striker, Sean Bartlett. Uh, they're playing on Saturday night at the Peter Morgaba Stadium in their Nedbank Cup quarter-final tie. Of course, it starts tomorrow with Vitz and Ajax. But Arrows, National First Division frontrunners, and they're uh, well on form to uh, gain promotion back to the PSL this uh, forthcoming season. But they will uh, have their hands full with Supersport United, taking on this KwaZulu Natal team. They're known as Abafana Best Tender, and Arrows currently leading their uh, stream on 46 points, I think it is. They've only lost two games the whole season. United coach Gordon Nickerson says it's going to be war. 
Look, obviously, I know, you know, people think that it's going to be an easy game for us. I expect it to be an easy game for us, but I can tell you right now, it's going to be a tough game. You know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Golden Arrows are on top of the log. They've lost two games in the whole season. They've scored a lot of goals. And we know it's going to be a tough game, you know. There are no easy games in cup competitions. If you look worldwide, you'll always see that, you know, on the first game that teams play, Manchester United can be playing against one of the lower league sides and they battle, you know, for 90 minutes. So hopefully we can, we can apply ourselves properly, which I'm sure we will, and, and get a positive result. This show was proudly brought to you by MTN Data Bundles. MTN, there's a data bundle for everyone. I'm John Carragher. Join me on SAFM Sports Special this weekend from 3 to 7 on Saturday for all the sports news you need to know. CSL Radio Show. Leading up to 7 o'clock, the top of the hour, and uh, Lady Muleo is up uh, after the news with the talk shop, so don't go anywhere. Time for me to say cheers, Matt here. Remember, make uh, sure you're tuned in tomorrow to SAFM. Uh, 6.30 for all your latest sporting news on SAFM Sports Rep. Brad Brown is back again tomorrow, but from the uh, team tonight, Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker, have a lovely evening. Cheers, it's 7 o'clock.